We back, ladies and gentlemen. We back. I know it's been a while since me and Sack have done the podcast, but in fairness to us, that's mostly because there hasn't really been anything interesting going on for these past couple of months. The most interesting thing that's happened in the last four or five months was the XFL championship. That was what really started this whole break, I guess you could call that. That means Zach have been on, and the XFL championship featured the five and six Arlington Renegades going up against the nine and two DC Defenders and winning that game actually, which was just wild. And then, oh, I couldn't even tell you what the score of that game was now that I'm thinking about it. But after that, you had however many months of just dead space. Yeah, you had the USFL, but I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really pay attention to that this year. I got so busy, I completely lost track. And Zach doesn't give a shit anyway. So. Really, nothing happened over the summer outside of the USFL, but um, the USFL Championship, ladies and gentlemen, that was particularly interesting, and I'll tell you why. The Pittsburgh Maulers, who finished the season with a 4-6 and six record, the USFL's registered Pittsburgh team, with, by the way, brand spanking new black and gold colors, went up against the USFL's reigning champion, the Birmingham Stallions. I think they were 8-2, and two, that sounds right. In a head-to-head matchup, featuring extremely high stakes. On the one hand... This would earn the Pittsburgh Maulers the status of we, instead of they. On the other hand, there's not really another hand. I don't know why I said that. But it doesn't matter, because the Birmingham Stallions absolutely mopped the floor with the Pittsburgh Maulers. Birmingham won that game pretty easily, getting them their second USFL championship and getting us, well, no, there's no us, getting the three or four Maulers fans that still exist an entire year of sadness. So that's everything that's been going on this offseason, ladies and gentlemen. So sorry we haven't been posting, uh, but me and Zach have a pretty packed podcast, I think, for this one. We're going to try and keep it a little more interesting. It's going to be less stats and predictions and more just kind of gabbing back and forth and seeing where it goes. Hello and welcome back to the podcast after a pretty long hiatus. I am Zach. I am Dill. And uh, we are here to bring you all of the news from the NFL, USFL, and XFL from a Pittsburgh Steelers fan's perspective. And we are two Steelers fans in a pro football world. You know what just occurred to me? What is that? Our podcast is, too, like, we, we do the intro, and we're always like, oh, we give it from a Pittsburgh Steelers fan's perspective. Most of the spring football stuff that I always bring up, it's like, it's just, not only from a Pittsburgh Steelers, like, it doesn't affect the Pittsburgh Steelers fan no. in us. It's just, like, it just kind of happens. I will say, the Maulers is kind of close, because... Like like you mentioned in the intro, if they win a championship, we have established, at least from our podcast basis, yeah. they would establish a level of we. Yeah. And what we mean by that is they would establish themselves as a true Pittsburgh team. Yeah, You know, we, we bash on the Pirates as Pittsburgh fans all the time because the Pirates have probably the worst losing history in, like, the last, what, 30 years of any major sports team. But, you know, way back in the day, we had one of the best baseball players to ever grace the field with Roberto Clemente and we also won five championships did he win a world series Roberto Clemente I think I believe he did win one of I'm them. I'm gonna get slammed for that because I don't know if I believe he won more than one of them but okay. yeah okay. but um and then I mean right now look we're not really gonna do anything but we still have one of the better players in the league with Andrew McCutcheon yeah. at least he's back so I think um, a couple good guys in the, I don't know yeah I quit watching them after they went back under 500 but what I will say is the USFL is definitely a little bit closer to our hearts just with uh, the fact that Pittsburgh kind of at least showed that they might have a chance to Dude. do well this year. Okay, you know, since we're on the subject of Pittsburgh and the USFL, last year I went to a rally house, Ross Park Mall, and they had the purple and orange Pittsburgh Mall. gear on like a shelf. 
in the in the window. They don't have that now. Like, why would you have that when they won one game, but not when they went to the championship? Dude, it made no sense I, to me. That's that's kind of whack. I mean, honestly, we we both said it. We were we were gonna buy Mahler's jersey if they won the championship. Yeah, and I'm and, actually, I'm actually glad that they didn't because I have no clue where I was gonna get one. Yeah. Um, but I, what I will say is something that interested me, and um, I know we said we would be a little bit less stats, but I did want to point this out, what kind of drew me into watching a lot of the championship games. The Maulers actually had the number one ranked defense in the league. That's a, that's a Pittsburgh thing. Exactly. We had the number one ranked defense, but we were four and six, and, but we also made it to the championship, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't... But, because the North Division was really bad. Yeah, I think. but we actually, I mean, we stomped kind of stomped at least at the beginning stomped on michigan and our defense didn't play terribly at the beginning of that birmingham game it was just the second half we didn't really have anything left because our offense did nothing yeah i, don't but, know. I was outside so i yeah. just wasn't watching it um but anyway i i thought at least at the end of the season the maulers gave at least some pittsburgh fans something to be interested in if you knew they they existed i will Say though, I think the thing that makes it constitutional for Steelers fans to at least kind of pay attention to the XFL is why we've, or something we've stated in our podcast before, it does actually have a little bit more of an NFL reach than a lot of people think, just with new drafts, uh, the fact that Dwayne and, you know, uh, some of the other owners are really trying to expand the brand of the XFL. Yeah. And, I mean, we've seen XFL success stories in the NFL with Taylor Heineke, P.J. Walker, and others. So, I and Kevontae Turpin, who honestly... He was a USFL guy. Well, still, I mean, spring football is really starting to make its way into NFL. He was, yeah. He was a Pro Bowl kick returner, which is kind of insane. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, what I say for uh, spring football is I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. We we talk it up a little bit in some podcasts. We're not as up on it as we might claim to be or seem to be. Especially after watching it. Yeah, there were some interesting games and there were some good plays. But after probably the first week, definitely the first week of the XFL, I just kind of shut off from it. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing that kind of came out or that comes from it is just there's still a reach that these spring football leagues can and will have on the NFL in some capacity. Yeah. So what we want to do with our podcast is make that apparent and say, look, it's not going to be the biggest thing. It's not going to be the flashiest thing. It's pretty much minor league baseball, but for football. <laughs> um, it, but it, it can have some int- – if you're really missing football in your life and you have nothing else to do on a Sunday, that's something to turn on. And also, it, it's something to at least acknowledge that it, it exists yeah. and think about it. Come If you're really you know down for looking at the nitty-gritty of football, it's something yeah. really to look it's into. It's like you said, if you have nothing better to do. Yeah. But, uh, Dill, going into – you know, moving out of spring football, going into – the NFL, it's been a little bit more dry of an offseason than I would have they, it, preferred. They, I, I a, I'm having a stroke. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I, there's been, like, no news. No. The, the one thing that I saw, I saw this just the other day, apparently Zach Banner is, like, poised to make, like, a really big comeback, I guess. And the only reason I know that it's Zach Banner is because the headline said Steelers fan favorite, like, oh, yeah. plans on making 
big comeback or whatever the heck it said. Something, something like that. It was some Microsoft Edge um, headline. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, and I saw the number on the jersey, and I was like, I know who that is. But other than that, it's been like it's been really quiet. Other than I guess Najee Harris said something about the Penguins goalie on someone else's podcast that like made a lot of people mad. Dude, I don't know. At this point, I really hate that kind of stuff where it's you know like somebody said something that made somebody else mad. Mm-hmm. Okay, welcome to America. Yeah. Um, Get over it. Anyway, um, like look, if, if you've watched any of Najee Harris's interviews, man takes microphones out of people's he, hands like every a, other he's interview. One of the most honest people, like one of the most honest football players that I've ever seen. And that's why that's why I freaking love he's him. He's just unhinged. But the, the man has no filter, but also, I will say, besides this goalie thing, most of the time he doesn't really get himself into a ton of trouble. Yeah. He just kind of he's says just, what he wants yeah, to. he's just... Because he's not, like... Go, he's not... Even then, like, because I read the article, and I read what he said, and it wasn't even that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just, like, comparing the, the way they were talking about the goalie, the way people talk about him. Like, oh, first-round running back, like, you know, you don't like that. And I guess people were mad that they signed Tristan Jar. I don't know. I don't know enough about hockey anymore. I kind of quit paying attention. Look, I think I think the biggest thing is that probably why a lot of people got mad is people were just mad at the penguins in general so they probably wanted to get mad at something else to lessen being mad at the penguins because that was a really disappointing season for them there is a high chance that the pirates still make the playoffs so there's is there i mean honestly we have a very weak division i that's the last i last i checked we're still kind of projected yeah Um, we're like seven games behind but like there's a very reasonable chance that like the Penguins could be probably the most disappointing team in Pittsburgh. I hope. Not. Which is like that would suck. I'm like, if you're more disappointing than the Pirates, that takes yeah, no, you that have, takes you have skill. to actively try to be more disappointing. Than the exactly. Pirates. But what I will say is, there may not have been a lot of news, um, but a lot of talk around the NFL is showing the Steelers as possibly one of the better younger teams coming out. Well, definitely one of, of the younger teams. Yeah. Uh, coming out of the, uh, you know, the woodwork right now. I mean, we've been stacking the draft recently. Mm. Omar Khan, the freaking con artist, absolutely going off. Is this not his first year? Um, his first year is GM though. Yeah. And it's his first draft because Kevin Colbert pulled out right after the draft. He did what? <laughs> he did what? Let me rephrase. No, keep it that way. Let well, the people know, Zach, what you're thinking about. Well, Kevin Colbert uh, left the organization immediately after Kenny Pickett in, yeah, you know, that that's draft. that's better. But, so this was Omar Khan's first draft. Technically not his first offseason officially, but his first draft. Yeah. Um, and I think he's done really well overall. Yeah, we went over that, I think. Yeah, we but what I want to kind of get into is I was going through, you know, a lot of the NFL, pretty much all of the NFL rosters. Um For some reason, I found the time in my very busy schedule to go through every NFL roster and compare them. And I'm not going to lie. I am definitely biased on this, but I want to pose this question to our viewers and to Dill. nothing better to do sometimes. I really don't. (laughs) Actually, no, no, no. Most of the time, I do have something better to do. I just get get my mind locked on something, and it just kind of happens. But I had the Steelers at basically the third best roster in the NFL behind Kansas City and San Francisco. And I, just I know the biggest debate would be Steelers versus Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly, who just made the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I don't trust 
San, the problem with San Francisco, man, is that I'd put Philly ahead of San Francisco because San Francisco doesn't have a freaking quarterback. That's true. But right now, say you consider Brock Purdy as your QB1, Trey Lance is your QB2. Trey Lance is still, by definition, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, but Brock Purdy is nowhere near Jalen Hurts. No, no, that's true. But if you go Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, but Marcus Mariota and Trey Lance. Is that that Philly's backup, is Marcus Mariota? He is. They signed Marcus Mariota after he left uh, the Falcons. I found that out recently. Who the hell's a Falcons quarterback? Are they going with Ritter this year? They are going with Desmond Ritter and oh, um, dang! I knew the other one. Nick Foles, I'm gonna lose my mind. No, actually, let me. I still have the Excel spreadsheet. You just have that. They just have that at the. I just have that sitting in my thing. Yeah. Oh, it's Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter. Oh, I knew that. I don't know why I I knew that. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, it's not the worst quarterback tandem, but it's just... Ah, It's 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 basically two Mitch Trubisky's. Yeah, is it, though? I would would actually rank Taylor Heineke a little bit ahead. I'd put Taylor Heineke ahead of Mitch Trubisky. I would, too. Desmond Ritter's like... Here's my thing. I I feel like a lot of people in the NFL underhype Taylor Heineke. But what I will say is he can have one of the best games ever or he could have one of the worst he's yeah. never in the middle he's yeah. never he's a mediocre quarterback simply for the reason that he's never mediocre yeah he's either a or you know z or c yeah like there's no middle ground yeah. um so what so you had your top two are kansas city and san francisco yeah. Philly should be ahead should so it goes casey san francisco and then you have the Steelers at three. What I will say is the way that I kind of ranked it is I basically went through and compared each position to each other. So okay. QB1. Whoever has a QB1 kind of gets a notch. And then kind of go through it like that. Okay, wait. So me, so you have to have a complete I'm, roster. I'll, I'll, I'm going to run through just the Philly offense here. Philly Philly versus... And I can pull up the spreadsheet and we can kind of look at yeah. that. Well, because what? So you have Kenny Pickett, Jalen Hurts. I'd take Hurts. You've got Najee Harrison, who's our other. Or, well, well, you would do QB two because I I always factor QB twos in this because if they're going up against each other and somebody goes down, who which team's going to make it out? Okay, what? So then it would be Mitch Trubisky and I can't remember who's. It would guy. be Mitch Trubisky and uh, Marcus Mariota. Okay, I'm going to take Mitch Trubisky. I don't know. I don't in like complete that. honesty. All right, fine. I'll give them. So I'll give them their backup quarterback. But we'll, so that's we'll one go, to we'll one. QB two, right? We don't worry about the third guy. No, 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 no not the third okay, guy. So who's RB one? Najee Harrison. Who's Philly's guy? Uh, that would be that DeAndre Tesla? Swift. DeAndre Swift. I the Lions really gave DeAndre Swift the the, ha- the shaft. They didn't really use him because they had that other guy and I can't yeah. remember his name. Uh they had Jamal Williams and they used yeah, Jamal Williams for pretty much everything. Um, so fun. Just for the sake of playtime, I'll put take Najee Harris over DeAndre Swift. Who's their backup guy? Uh, their backup guy is. Rashad Penny. Philly's backup guys, Rashad? Who's, our, who's ours? Jalen Warren. I'll take Rashad Penny over Jalen Warren. So right right now we're at even 2-2 two, two split. Wide receivers. Wide receiver one. You got A.J. Brown versus Deontay Johnson. I'm I'd, take, get, I'd yeah, take A.J. AJ Brown. Brown. Who's the next guy? Pickens and uh, who's the other guy? Pickens and... Oh, Smith. Devontae, De- Smith. Devontae Smith. That's close. That is. That's closer than I think people give it credit for. 
I personally, I know when the two of us. I know, I know when this one. I actually gave it to Devontae Smith just because he had a really good year. But I, I believe if Pickens breaks out I, the way weird. that they say he it's can, it's weird because Pick, I would trust Pickens to make the more clutch catch. But I, I agree with that. But but in terms of stats, it was Devontae Smith. Yeah. But they also barely targeted Pickens ever. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I that one's close. I, I say in terms of ceiling, I would give it to Pickens. Ceiling for the coming season. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll, so I'll give that one. No, I can't do that. I got to give it to Smith just because of production. Because, like, actual That's production. Because that was, that was what I was thinking when I yeah. actually went and through then, it. So who's third guy? I don't even know who the hell our third guy is. Our third guy is uh, Allen Robinson versus Quez Watkins. I don't even know who that is, so I'll take Allen Robinson. So that puts a... Uh, and then I went all the way to four because you still use four in a typical rotation. So it would be Calvin Austin versus... Ola Midi Zacchaeus. Great, two guys who have never played, I assume. Um, I'm going to go with at least upside of what I know is Calvin Austin. I'm just going to null that because neither one of them have played. That's also fair. That. So that puts us at what? 4-3 Eagles mm-hmm. in the way that I'm working it. Then you have tight end. Muth Dallas Goddard versus Pat I Fryer like Muth. Dallas Goddard, but, but I like, I like Friar Muth more. I, yeah, I would, I would say you got to give it to Friar Muth right, right now. All right, even 4-4. And then uh, tight end too. I did. I did because of blocking tight ends. Okay. So Dan Arnold and Darnell Washington. I don't know who Dan Arnold is. But Darnell Washington. He hasn't played though. Yes, six seven though. He hasn't played. Freak of nature. He hasn't played. Do we want to null that one? Um, who's the other guy? Yeah, I don't even know why I'm asking. We'll null that because he's never played. So we're still even four four. Offensive line. Okay. This is where we would lose it. Yeah. So, what? Our center, Mason Cole, their center, Jason Kelsey. I'll take Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, honestly, I would take the whole Eagles O-line over our whole O-line. I just would. Yeah. Just as a unit, I would take them all. No, the only one I would take over them is Isaac Siumalu because we got him from them. He was their starter. And Jason Kelsey on the Kelsey podcast actually said Isaac is irreplaceable on the uh, so offense. I guess who's their guy there now? Landon Dickerson. Okay, yeah, I'll take I'll take their starter over their backup. Yeah. So fine. Give Philly four, give the Steelers one, which puts it at eight four. Eight five. I can't count. Yeah. But you also want to factor in our defense, which a lot are kind of projecting our defense to be a probably a top three defense. Then defense gets silly. Gets wacky, silly, goofy. Do we want to go through it? We might as well. Yeah. I mean let's let's go for it. Let's go for it. TJ Watt and Hassan Reddick. I don't care. It's TJ Watt. I don't care Watt. who's on the other end. I'll take TJ Watt over anybody except exactly. maybe Aaron Donald. But they don't play the same position. All right, so, so let's just do this separate, and then we'll we'll yeah. add them up. Uh, Alex Highsmith or Josh Sweat? I'm going to give I it like to Sweat. Really? I like Sweat. I think you're thinking of Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat was the he, – he was the main starter. He was the one – that plays in Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Josh, I thought Josh was really good too. I didn't hear as much from Josh, but I mean, I will say Alex Highsmith was also fifth or something like top five in the league in sacks. I know, I and don't, I don't, I really don't think I Josh am, was. I am not ready to be on the Alex Highsmith hype train. I'm just not. He's gonna Bud Dupree. That's my that's my guess. All right. Well, I I personally would go with Alex Highsmith, but who's the other guy again? Sweat. Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat. Uh, I just don't know enough about him. It's really annoying. All right, we can we can come back to that one. A Landon Roberts, so our new guy versus Nicobe Dean. I'll take Nicobe Dean. All right, uh, Nicholas Morrow versus Cole Holcomb. 
I don't know either of those two. I remember I actually looking up the stats to this, and Cole Holcomb did have better stats. I, okay, fine. I'll go with I'll go with you're the stats guy. I'll take that then. Uh, Nick Herbig, who is a he's uh, one of our draft right guys versus Nolan Smith, who is one of their draft guys. Oh, great! Just null that because of I, well, what I will say is Nolan Smith was a first rounder, and Nate was a th- or Nick. I know, but nobody's played. Was a third, nobody's so played. that's true. Brandon Graham or Cam Hayward? Oh, that's a tough one. Graham's been, they're both pretty old. But Cam Hayward has consistently been, you know, top of the defensive line. Was Brandon Graham the guy who knocked it out of Brady's hand in the Super Bowl? Yes. I like how you knew exactly what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. That was one of the most vague descriptions anyone's ever given about anything. No, but, yeah, I remember that. Because that was the game, or that was the moment that sealed the Philly win. You know what? I will give it to Cam just because I trust him to do more consistently. I agree with that. Uh, Larry O or Fletcher Cox? Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox. I'm getting his jersey. Jalen Carter, so technically another rookie, or DeMarvin Leal? Jalen Carter hasn't played. I have to acknowledge because nobody's played. He hasn't played. Terrell Edmonds or Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there, there's no debate. Yeah, that's kind of... We let one go, yeah. even though we offered him $3 million. Yeah, I'll take Minka over pretty much anybody. We, we offered Minka like $27 million or probably more. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Neal or Reed Blankenship? Are there, what? What What even? What? Keanu Neal is ours. He's a rookie. No, 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 no. He played for like five seasons. He's just yeah. kind of bounced around Oh, a he's bit. a Tampa guy. That's right. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Uh, Reed Blankenship. Has he played? Probably. Yes, yes. Dude, but he's know. younger. I would give it to Keanu Neal personally. I, don't, I just don't know. I just know Reed Blankenship is a be- technically a second to Terrell Edmonds. Oh. All right, fine. I, look, I, 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 if you're second to Terrell Edmonds, you can't be very good. Look, respect to Terrell, Terrell Edmonds. He was solid for us, but he was never really a starter. A, he was not a safe. No, he was a starter, just not a number one safety. Right. Uh, now... Darius Slay or Patrick I'll, Peterson? I will take Darius Slay over most corners, except maybe Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. James Bradbury or Bradbury. Joey Porter? Uh, uh, Porter hasn't played, though. Mm-hmm. This is so, we got, by definition, we would have to null it. Yeah. Levi Wallace or Greedy Williams? I like Greedy Williams a lot. He's. A I will player. say. He was the Cleveland guy. I hate Cleveland, but I like Greedy Williams. What I will say, though, is Levi Wallace had, I believe, top five passes defended and was, had some of the most interceptions yeah, in the league. what were the stats of the number of times he got singed in the backfield? Because it felt like every other freaking play. He did allow a, or did not have a lot of tackles, but he had a lot of passes <laughs> defended and a lot of interceptions. I, I'll take... It was hit um, or miss. Who's the other guy? Greedy Williams. I'll take Greedy Williams. All right, all right. I just don't like... Demont- I, let's not try. I like Levi Wallace. Demonte KZ or Avante Maddox? I like Maddox. Genuinely. Pick all right. Now, we're in, we got three special teams guys here. I have no here. idea what the score was between those two in defense. I Chris, think- Chris Boswell or Jake Elliott? I'm going to go with Boswell. Boswell is still technically in the top of the league. Like top, yeah. and nobody talks about it. But He's I think, I think, so much more in the top of the league. I think Elliot is too. Though. For consistency, I think they're both top five. I I don't know personally. With I, he hasn't been perfect the rest for the years. But the amount of times that Boz has bailed us out versus yeah, the amount of times that Jake Elliott's bailed the Eagles out, it's honestly well. In fa- okay, but he doesn't. He doesn't have to though. No, but we have probably one of the most clutch kickers in the league. I, yeah. All right. Fine. 
I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no. For me, that that's the defense I'm going to make. If it's going to come down to it, who do you yeah, want no. kicking right, for I'll, you? I'll give it to Boswell. Now, I know what you're going to say on this one. It's the punter, isn't it? Presley I Harvin or Aaron Sippis? Presley Harvin. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, it doesn't. It could be my eighty-year-old grandmother. And then I mean, Presley Harvin. I would take my eighty-year-old grandmother. Britton Covey or Calvin Austin for a returner. Yeah, Austin hasn't played nothing. Yeah, so they tie on defense. No, that was special teams. Well, that was in total defense oh. plus special teams. It's so, so Philly, Philly beats still beats them out because of offense. Yeah. But personally, I went through it, and I can, I did for rookies. I didn't know it. I based it off of potential, and if it was two rookies going against each other, I based it off of most likely. Um, because technically, that's what you would do for you know two players. Yeah, I know. Going, but- I mean, because in theory, look, it, it's not necessarily going to happen. But in theory. Pickett could have a breakout year in his sophomore yeah. year and be a top five quarterback in the league. But then, but then you also have to consider the people who thought Devin Bush was going to have a breakout year, and uh, look how that turned out. Yeah, or the people that thought T.J. Watt was going to have a breakout year, then he did twenty two point five sacks. So it's the same. I don't think anybody thing. thought he was going to have a breakout year. He was already doing really well. Well, or the year before, or a couple of years before that, where he, you know, his first year in the league, he was okay, and then he broke out with 15 and a half sacks immediately you don't even remember what they're you didn't even watch football when they no but i i followed tj watt from after yeah no you're not pulling this card on what i'm saying is i saw the progress i've watched a lot of things about the progression of tj watt and he got a lot of flame when he first came in the league nobody thought he should be a first round pick i do remember that yeah, and he kind of proved that he should have. Yeah, everybody thought Josh Virgin should be a first-round pick. and uh, Well, what I'm saying is a lot of people didn't think Kenny Pickett should have been a first-round pick, especially when he thought started. Devin Bush should have been a first-round pick. We could do this all day, Zach. What I'm saying is that it's kind of hard to put this into perspective or to, like, go through this, but the way that I looked at it is th- our ceiling – is a top three roster in the NFL. <laughs> it's the first time we've had a real healthy debate on this podcast. I, know. I don't actually. I don't know if it's healthy. I'm going to be completely honest with you. What I will ask then is, if the Steelers aren't a top three right now on your projection, at least just rough estimates, where would you put them in either the NFL or at least the AFC? I re- I'm going to be honest. I thought you said in either the AFL. I'll let you take a minute. The what though? That hurt. That that hurt me on a deeply emotional. I'm not even gonna make the joke now. Good. But where would you rank them, you know, in terms of the NFL or at least the AFC? Um, okay, they get a lot of crap in just for the AFC. I get it, the AFC is really good, but I also I, I feel like the AFC, especially this year. Has a really high ceiling, but also a really low I've, floor. I'm a, I have to just like run through. Everything. They're better than the Jaguars, better than the Texans, better than the Colts, better than the Titans. That's a whole division right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, going to the West, better than the Raiders. I'd say better than the Broncos. Ah, uh, Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'll give I'll give it to him right now because I don't like I don't trust Russell Wilson. So that's six. I don't trust their defense. Yeah, I don't just don't trust Denver. It's freaking Denver. Yeah. Um, Chargers is the one that we're always compared to right now. Yeah. In the North, they're better than the Browns. Um, yeah. And then the East. 
Better than the Patriots, better than the Jets, better than the Dolphins. So I guess that puts them above 10 teams. So which means now we got to go through who they're worse than. They're worse than the Bills, worse than the Bengals, uh, worse than the Chiefs. And then the same as, about, about the same as the Chargers and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So that puts them at about top five in the AFC. I would kind of agree with that. Which I'd catch flack for that. Oh, they're not better than the Dolphins. Well, our quarterback hasn't been concussed 27 times in one season. What, so. what I will say is the Dolphins, they lost, or they gained a lot of people. But the people that they gained, they had to give up a lot as well. They got rid of Landon Roberts. That was pretty much their biggest guy in the center. They lost a lot of depth this offseason, yeah. and we saw injury unfold there last year. It, all, it really just – everything in Miami depends on Tua. That's just, yeah. that's just a fact. And I, I love the idea of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, but, you know, you got two guys – yeah, okay, covering both of them is – Really hard. Yeah. But it's exactly what we said. If two is not there, how are you going to get it to him? Yeah. Like, that's the big thing. Their running game Even if is, is atrocious. Their running game is so... They, they're the ones that have Raheem Mostert, right? Yeah. And look, Raheem... Uh, no, because they just got Dalvin Cook, I think. Did they sign him? Because I never heard anything now officially. I have to Google that. I'm almost positive they Because did. I never heard that officially. If they have Dalvin Cook... I'm Googling like, that right this second. Re- reset that, because I honestly... They would probably have... Their A roster is a top three roster. Oh, maybe not. I could have sworn that... I know they were in talks that, like, once he got released, that they were one of the top teams that were going to look for him, but so were the... If the Bills get Dalvin Cook, they've won the AFC in my opinion. Yeah, we always opinion. say that, and then they never do, because it's Buffalo, and they're just full of disappointments. I feel really bad, though, because I want Buffalo to win... I do, too. I really... If it's not going to be the Steelers, I want Buffalo to win. I don't even know if it's so much I want Buffalo to win. I want a lot of their players to win. I want Josh Allen to get a ring. Josh Allen deserves a ring. Yeah. DeMar Hamlin, he's probably not going to (laughs) start in the Super Bowl, but in theory, he deserves a ring now. Who does? Hamlin? DeMar Hamlin. He's coming back, I think. What I will say is a lot of people are now ticked off that he's so famous just because of what happened. I'm like... Bro, bro died on he the He died field on... And I'm like, also, back. it's not his fault that the media, like, yeah, absolutely... Blue, but, absolutely erupted. But it's also, if a miracle like that happens, you, you promote it. Because yeah, it's, right. it's not that they're trying to, like, milk stuff out of him. They're just saying, guys, um, he's still alive. Yeah. Like, how? You're not dead. It, but it... And, yeah, I'm... A lot of people are like, "Oh, but they're saying he's better than no." We've we haven't commented on his the way he plays the NFL yeah. at all. He's or, a fine starter. Yes. Yeah. Well, and technically, he didn't even start out as a starter. He yeah. their top, I believe it was their top safety. I think it was uh, Jordan. No, it's it was Davis White, right? No, he's a corner. What am I saying? No, no, no. Um, I believe it was uh, Micah Hyde. Either Micah Hyde or Jordan Poyer. I think it was had a really bad injury in the middle. Poyer, because Poyer couldn't play for mm-hmm. for a really long Steelers. time. Um, and, um, I believe DeMar Hamlin stepped in and that's how he got his quote unquote starting job, which yeah. he didn't get a starting job, but, but the re- more of the reason why I want to see him get a ring is not entirely because of what happened on the field against the yeah. Bengals. It, it's more because he's from McKee's rocks. Yeah. He went to Pitt. Yeah. He's a hometown guy. And he just recently came back to watch a Pirates game at home, yeah. like, and, you know, hang out with the fans. Like, that's why I like him, because yeah. he comes back to Pittsburgh, just, and he interacts he's a, he's with the Pittsburgh guy. people. 
Um, that's why I want him to get a ring personally. But also, yeah, we mentioned a couple other guys there. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer. So many of these guys that are consistent pro bowlers that have... I'm going to be completely honest, even though I actually really like Buffalo. Because they're on Buffalo, have not gotten the ring that they deserve. Yeah, Buffalo has probably one of the better rosters in the NFL. And, and, you know, I've gone through all the rosters and everything. I believe they have a top roster in the NFL. It's just about putting it together. Yeah. And also not getting injured because they've had major injury problems and that's not... Just not absolutely crap in the bed. Yeah, exactly. And... Like Look, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is probably the most. I'm going to say the second most talented quarter. I'm going to actually say that the second most talented quarterback in the NFL, besides Patrick Mahomes, is he the second best? Not necessarily, but he's the second most talented. Problem is, is that he's really clutch when he doesn't need to be really clutch. Also, they just have no run game. So yeah. And that's why they need Dalvin Cook. And that's why I'm saying, in all honesty, their best bet at winning the Super Bowl is if they get Dalvin Cook. But we got kind of on a little side tangent there. Um, But, you know, one of the big things we were talking about is kind of like floors and ceilings of these NFL teams, where everything stacks up. That brings up an excellent question, Zach. Yeah. I know you got an interesting thing about this. Zach. What's my name? Your name is Dill. Right. What kind of things are Dills, Zach? Pickles. Pickles. What do pickles do on this podcast, Zach? Pickles love to ponder. Pickles ponder. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this episode's Pickles Pondering. Zach! Dill! You're the stats guy. Of course. put together all those rosters. Tell me. When you look at the Steelers, you look at all the talent and youth on that team, you look at the coaching staff, you look at Mike Tomlin, you look at... um, whatever the hell the defensive coordinator's name is. And you look Terrell at, Austin. Yeah, thank you. You look at Terrell Austin. You look at freaking frackin' Matt Canada. You look at oh, him. we don't talk about Canada. You the fires at, up there have been ruining yeah, my Canada lungs. Yeah, Canada just ruins everything. Anyway, yeah. I don't need to ponder about that one. That's just a fact. Anyway, tell me, Zach. You look at everything about the Steelers team. Players, coaches, owners, locker rooms, fancy schmancy stadium, toilets. Tell me, Zach. What do you think the ceiling for the Steelers team is this season? Look, I'm going to be completely honest. I'll probably... I'm going to just come out and say it first. I am also, as much as I am a stats guy, I am still biased about these stats. Because as much as I love the stats, I'm also going to look at potential. And I'm always going to upscale that potential just a little bit. Just a wee bit. But I truly believe by looking at these rosters and also looking at things like... I really love to keep up to date on Good Morning Football. If I see anything that is Steelers-related on there, uh, I really like to look at the Good Morning Football segments. And a lot of these guys on here have had the you know, discussion about who's going to be the breakout team, the dark horse team of this upcoming NFL season. And a lot of them are saying some of the biggest breakout players, Kenny Pickett. George Pickens. Those are going to be the guys that you look for to have these breakout seasons. Dark horse teams, uh, teams that are right in the mix of it. Uh, you know, Steelers are brought up consistently. And if these guys, NFL analysts that are on here, are saying that a dark horse team in the playoffs is a is the Pittsburgh Steelers, personally, I believe our ceiling is the Super Bowl this year. And I, I what I am going to say additionally with that is if it's not this year. Next three to four years, could, the, the ceiling is a possible dynasty. 
a rival dynasty to Kansas City. Now, we I got a lot good to... good long look around this basement and find whatever the hell kind of crack you're smoking over there because I need a sample. Holy cow. <laughs> hey, what, what I'm saying is that there's people in the NFL stats business right now that are actually... Whether they fully believe that the Steelers could possibly make it to the Super Bowl, I don't know. But they keep having the Steelers in their dark horse Zach, teams. this is the same group of idiots that pick the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl every single year. How's that worked out for them? I don't know. They've been kind of knock, knocking on Stop the Cowboys. It. Stop it. Stop it. What are you are what, talking about? I'm talking about the fact that the Steelers have what are primed by a lot of people to have at least a top three on paper roster for our defense. Pre- you said that. No, 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 no. For our defense. Okay. For fine. our defense. Everybody's been ranking us in the right, top for fine. the defense, and you can attest to that. Yeah. I mean, our draft was insane. We brought in basically another, you know, star studded possibility at, from Wisconsin with Nick Herbig. Whether he becomes a starter for us. that's the first guy you bring up and not Joey Porter. Well, I'm, I'm going to go, you know, line to backfield. Okay. I'm going to say Nick Herbig has a possibility of, you know, being a a part of a three-person outside linebacker core that, you know, all three of them... One is a surefire Hall of Famer, I'm going to come out and say it, because he tied in, like, major NFL record. Should have broken it. Should have broken it. Uh, got screwed over by the NFL. But, you know, surefire Hall of Famer. Solid starter with Alex Highsmith. We could have... You know, probably the best outside linebacking core in NFL history, possibly. Um, what? Name a better one. Steel Curtain. No, no, no. Outside linebacking core. Steel Curtain was mainly a defensive line. Who were those two guys that played in Baltimore? Those were both safeties. No, no, no. no. They were. They had guys on the edge. No, no. Names. It was Ed Ed Reed and uh, yeah, I know that Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was a linebacker, first of all. No, Ray Lewis was a safety. No. Uh-huh. Look that up. I will. He's a linebacker. Ray Lewis was dude. a safety. Ray Raymond Anthony Lewis. This is from uh, Wikipedia, by the way. Raymond Anthony Lewis Jr. is an American former professional football... I'm having a stroke. Let me try that again. Raymond Anthony Lewis Jr. is an American former professional football player who was a middle linebacker with the Baltimore Ravens. Middle linebacker with the Baltimore Ravens for his entire 17-year career in the National Football League. Now, Zach, what does that article fail to mention? It fails to mention the fact that uh, apparently he was a safety, which he wasn't. Freaking weirdo. Did Wikipedia had that in all caps, too. Yes. I could find Ray Lewis's height, weight, position, draft, college, wife, sex, life. Probably. <laughs> if I looked hard enough. <laughs> Buddy, you're just going to find the same thing that I did. <sighs> Submit it. Grow. Okay, well, they had one, but he was a middle linebacker. I'm still talking about outside linebackers. Yeah. But I thought they had, they had like a 99, and then they had somebody else, I thought. Anyway, you know that that was probably jumping, but we have we have somebody that we picked up in the draft who could be a really solid outside linebacker for us. Who honestly, we could. What I'm saying is, we could have three guys in reality get over or at least really close to ten sacks each. And I mean, TJ's probably going to go over twenty, 
but you could have three guys in the double digits, which is really, really hard to do. Another thing is we picked up another guy, another really solid guy who what I found this out recently was the second ranked defensive lineman or defensive ta- in ta- interior defensive tackle in the draft. Keanu Benton was the second ranked like behind Jalen Carter, which the fact that he didn't get picked in the first round is kind of weird to me, but we got him in the second round. And so now we have him, Larry O, DeMarvin Leal and Cam Hayward in the middle. So that rotation is going to be insane. And then we got Joey Porter Jr., who in a lot of books was either first or second best cornerback, and we got him at number 32. Like, we had probably one of the best defensive steals in, like, three different players that we could have possibly had. Yeah, highway robbery. So what I'm saying is we that on defense, plus just the absolute, you know, fire – that we have lit under, like, the rest of our starters. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick. Patrick Peterson's nearing the end of his prime. He's still one of the best cornerbacks of the recent, like, century. Or the recent decade. There's no way you well, said in, What I meant is this century. In this century. Okay. So, in the 2000s. Yeah, the 21st century. Yes, in the 21st I was say, century. Buddy, it hasn't Thank been much you. longer than a whole century for the... Um, no. But anyway, still one of the best in the, you know, in this century. Um, we have TJ Watt, who I've mentioned a hundred times. We have Cam Hayward. We recently re-signed Larry O, and we got two new guys in middle linebacker, plus a new guy or a couple new guys actually in middle linebacker who are you know nobody noteworthy necessarily, but we've got the depth too. What I'm saying is, you got this deep. Every Steelers defense or major Steelers defense has been a contributor to our championships. We have won pretty much all of our championships on the backs of our defense. But on offense, we have another serious look at depth. Our offensive line still probably has a lot of room to grow. But what I'm saying, this is a ceiling talk, right? Yeah. Kenny Pickett has been talked about not just by these good morning football guys, but by pretty much every NFL analyst if any second-year player are, like, is going to take a major jump, Kenny Pickett is a name that gets thrown into the mix every time. And in, Kenny Pickett is joined nine times out of ten by George Pickens. And George Pickens is not even still projected to be a wide receiver one next year. It's actually still projected to be Deontay Johnson, which, look, say what you want about Deontay Johnson, whether he ends up getting more yards than Pickens... I don't know, but he's still. If you look at the routes, whether he catches the ball or not, that's not a you know necessarily the biggest. That is thing. the biggest. Well, thing. That, that's not necessarily what I'm looking at here or what I'm saying here. Even if he doesn't catch the ball, his routes are probably some of the best routes. He's arguably one of the top five best route runners in the league. Doesn't mean anything if you can't catch the ball, Zach. He's been actually he had less drops this past year than Devontae Adams. I just don't believe that. It was on a stat line. Which stat line? The stat line that what records is the drops. Stat line, Zach. You can't just say the stat line. I don't know what that is. There's a stat line that recorded the drops of all of the NFL receivers. Deontay Johnson had less percentage of uh, dropped catches I than just don't believe that. some of the top receivers. I just don't believe that. There's just no way. Look it up. I will. Okay, right now. Okay, fine. 
I don't even know what I would look up. Look up percentage of drops, uh, pass percentage of yeah percentage of drops passes by NFL receivers twenty twenty three. Okay, this is just gonna give me the whole team. Green Bay had the most at thirty. Okay, here's receiver stats. Maybe that'll drop. Oh, here we go. Let me find. Let me find what's his name. Johnson. He's not gonna be. He might not even be on here, just because of how he didn't get any touchdowns. There he is. Dude had, I think, eight drops. Yeah, he had eight. Justin Jefferson had five. Who's that? Devontae Adams had eight. Tyreek mm. Hill had eight. So maybe not less, but the AJ same. AJ Brown had six. This guy had seven. Diggs had seven. Slam had six. Waddle had seven. This guy had 11. Who the heck was that? Amari Cooper. Yeah, cut, uh, him. Yep. cut him immediately. I'm going to Ross St. Brown. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? He's still, he's just, or maybe not exactly just as good. He's on the same level of route running as Devontae Adams and had the same amount of drops. I wonder what they count as a drop. Like, catch it and then, like, drop it? Or is it just, like, a hit? Because, like, if it hits, if, like, Hitting his hands, but, like, not actually getting any sort of control. Like, there's a difference between, like, catching it and, like, you start to bring it down and, like, slips right. out of your hands. I mean, it's because, in all honesty, if you count just hitting your hands, somebody could go up for a one-handed grab and yeah. it could, like, hit him there and just because it's... And then you have Johnson, who had two hands and probably position to catch it and just... But what I'm saying is, in theory, he's dropping the same amount of, or just may barely behind, this like, all of these top-ranked receivers... Now, the the biggest thing that I would say is our knock, or the two biggest things, is the fact that our O-line still needs room to grow. And really, what's, what held back Pickens last year from going over 1,000, what held back Deontay Johnson from getting those Don't touchdowns, is the reason why our ceiling would be lower is Matt Canada. Ah, oh, you said it. I said it. You said it. You that oh. that is that is the one thing on our roster that I truly believe would lower our ceiling from a Super Bowl. Other than that, I I actually I'm gonna open it up to you now. Tell me what else on our roster besides him, because we can't keep using him. Yeah. What else on our roster would truly bring us down from lack that? of experience? From, from the fact the, that Mike Tomlin can't win in the playoffs. But the fact from that the, defense always chokes in the playoffs. I could go on and on, Zach. But from the ceiling, the ceiling doesn't include choking because that's that's saying if we don't because it's the top that our defense can do. Okay, but you also have to look at statistically speaking, the defense has let up over forty points. It's statistically our, speaking, the Kansas City Chiefs lose really almost every, or pretty much every time they play the Bengals, but they didn't, and they won the Super Bowl. I really Bowl. thought you were going to say they lose almost every game, and I was going to call no, 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 you no, 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 the Chiefs lose almost every time they play the Bengals, but they didn't in the AFC Championships. Because their ceiling because was a Super Bowl. Because, because their ceiling was a Super Bowl. If you want to say when it counts, okay, playoffs, maybe not, but... Um, That's all... But it, no, no, no. You want to you want to say when it counts. That is when it counts. Steelers have uh, won sixty percent of their one score games. So when it counts, we get that score. I hate to be the guy that jumps onto the playoff wins because I hate those guys. But just because I know it's gonna annoy the hell out of you, I'm gonna be that guy. 
What about the playoffs, Zach? Haven't won a playoff game since 2016. <laughs> Bengals. No, they won. No, 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 no. I, w- I was saying we beat the Bengals. We did, yeah. Yeah. I think, was that? No, that, that was, was, that was 20, 2016 last game that we beat somebody in. Was, I believe it was still the Bengals. It was just not the birthday no, game. No, because we played the Dolphins. And oh, then and then played, we lost to the Jags. No, or that no, was that, 2017. Was it? 2016, we played Dolphins in the wild card. I cannot for the life of me remember who we played in the divisional. Might have straight up been the Patriots. No, that was the champ because we lost. Remember, that was the year the Patriots won the Super Bowl against the Falcons. <sighs> Freaking 28 Yeah, I know, 28-3. to it's, It hurts that, us. That, that hurt, it hurts, yeah, it hurts me not, oh I can't gosh. say just as much, Who but was it that hurts. in the divisional? It wasn't Denver. Kansas City, because that's when Boswell hit, like, six field goals or whatever. That's right. We lost to Alex Smith. No, we beat Alex Smith. Are you or, listening to anything that I'm saying? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I thought you st- still said we lost to Miami. No, or we, we, beat, we Miami. beat Miami, and then yeah. we beat Kansas City, and then we lost then to Then we England. lost to the Patriots. That's it. And we haven't won a playoff game since we beat the Chiefs. I will say we haven't been to a ton of them since then. We went. We were there in 2017, 2020, and 2021. Okay, so in twenty seven in twenty seventeen, we should have beat the, that was crap. We should have beat the Jags. In twenty, we didn't go in twenty twenty, did we? Yeah. Remember that was what the year we went eleven and zero. Okay. And then we got, that okay then that we, was terrible. That was just miserable. That I, was dude. I I remember sitting there. Well, the first snap of the game, and my mind, for some reason, went to, wouldn't it be really funny if he fumbled the first snap of the game, and then he fumbled the first snap you of the game? You did it! And That's I what... almost shot myself. Okay, so I just want to put it out there to the world. This was not Mike Tomlin or anybody in the Steelers. It was all Dylan. I, listen. Yeah, it was my fault. Yeah, it was your fault, okay? That was miserable. But anyway, did what wait, I will say... Did we 2021? No, we didn't. Yes, we did, because we lost... The, that was Roethlisberger's last year when we got beat. Oh, that's right. That's right, that's right. That's right. Okay, so it was 2020 and 2021. But what I will say about 2020... Okay, so 2020, we should have won. There were two two since then that we should have won, but there's a lot of teams... I mean, Chargers should have won against the Jags. Absolutely. I mean... But that's, like, the Chargers just chargered that. That's what they do. Yeah. What I will say... I'm not going to say it was necessarily coaching is the reason that we fumbled the snap and then gave up three interceptions. No. So, as much as I love Big Ben, he choked us on that one. He did. And it was... And the still, defense gave up 40 points. Right, and it was still our team that somehow at three separate occasions brought it within a score. Now, again, defense, defense choked it. But what I'm still going to say is that game was more unfortunate circumstances rather than necessarily like the worst coaching job on the face of the planet. Then the other time, we lost to the Kansas City Chiefs when they were... Still in the height of their freaking dynasty. You have to get and to the Super Bowl, Zach. You're going to have to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, well, yeah. But, you know, we... I, just, I guess what basically what it comes down to, like, being entirely serious, I just don't see this team beating Kansas City. I just don't. That, that, that's, that's the best argument you, I can you'd have come to, up with. Because, like, well. theoretically speaking... I, th- gonna, I mean, we can beat the Bengals. We've done it. Cincinnati will, Cincinnati will win the division. But we, but I still say we split with Cincinnati. So you'd this have year. to. Okay, well, well, fine. Let's assume that you still have to beat. You're going to have to beat probably Cincinnati in the playoffs. You're going to have to beat Kansas City in the playoffs, and then 
Well, wait a minute. Hold on. The, uh, well, all the, uh, you can go through all of the teams that we would possibly have to beat. Ravens, I don't care what the... That's always a toss-up. It, it does that's not matter the time or place. It could be in a back alley in the middle of the night, and it would still be a toss-up. It's a toss-up. It could literally... It could be freaking, you know, literally in backyard Baltimore, just, yeah. like, on the street. Yeah. It, it, it could be with Baltimore fans throwing, like, uh, I don't know, sodas at our heads. That's the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> but been... it's okay. still going to be... Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. So, and then... like Bengals, I'd say it's still... They probably have I would the give, more talented I'd roster. Give them the edge just because of, um, based off experience, I would give them. The but edge. it's also it's still in theory a toss up because we beat them earlier this year it's, or it's, I, last it's year. It's a I weird. Guess. It's divi- divisional games are usually toss. Steelers in divisional games are yeah. always toss. Unless it's Cleveland, in which case the edge usually goes usually goes to Steelers. Um, but so then what? You're not going to be Kansas City. You're not going to be Buffalo. Well, what I will say is, you put us against Buffalo, and it's two teams that can't seem to win in the playoffs against each other. <laughs> that is Look, true. Look, it's a battle of the choking at that's, that point. That is true. Like, in all honesty, it kind of is. Yeah, and that's fair. And what I will say here is unless they uh, sign Dalvin Cook, we have a better run game. Yeah. So Clash we got shows. something. Um, and then what? So, But we- everybody else in the AFC, if we face them in the playoffs, in all honesty, we could beat them. There's three teams that you have to look out for. All what right. I'm at least saying is, are, okay, I'll give you Kansas City. I, I honestly think for the foreseeable future, unless they lose pretty much either Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or their entire defense, the, it's going to be really hard to beat them. So I, I, I want to see if you will at least meet me on this one. Would you say the ceiling is possibly the AFC championship? championship. I'll seed I'll I'll you ceiling as AFC championship. All right. All right. But... Does no, that bring up? No, well, no, 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 no. No, uh, it doesn't. I'm just gonna end it. End it with this. That means I still say in the next couple of years we could three or four years we could I have it. I need to separate this year from three or four years because three or four years, sure. That's but experience. Not, not this we year. could have yeah. a dynasty that would not be dynasty, not necessarily not a dynasty, dynasty, but we could be rivaling with Kansas City. No, nobody's gonna dynasty in this in this age. Besides Kansas City, Kansas City already has. That's fair enough. Yeah. They've made the AFC Championship five years in a row. I know, and they've what well, they've been to the Super Bowl three times, three times, one twice. Yeah, yeah, right. That's 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 fair. a dynasty. Yeah, um, but I guess I'm gonna do the intro to my own hot take. Yeah, I guess you are. Um, this actually does really go into the hot take <laughs> <laughs> because I mean that I mean in all honesty that kind of was my hot take. But if you want to get a really, really crazy hot take, Stop it. Um, based off what me looking at the, uh, what was it, the schedule for this year, Steelers uh, ceiling record, 16-1. and one. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Not going to explain it too much. In all honesty, I think the, the one game we lose is one against the Bengals. I think we split the Bengals. I think there's a possibility that we win every other game. Whether they're close, I don't know. Um, but that that's a lot of schedule to go through and not a ton of time. Um, but I pretty much, I kind of explained at least what I believe my case for it is in my argument about our ceiling before. 
I think we have one of the highest ceilings in the NFL, and I also think we have a really easy schedule for a majority of it. I think it's basically just coming down to clutch endings in certain games. Uh, everything else, it should be easy, in theory. I mean, it's the NFL, so it's never easy, but yeah. in theory, it should be. Um, but the funniest thing, what I will say is that 16-1 and one record hot take, I actually looked at the uh, schedule with my dad, and this was not just me, so this was a two-person hot take, in theory. Uh, I will end up being disappointed at some point in certain games because it is Pittsburgh, and that's what happens. But that's kind of where I'm looking at right now. Um, But, you know, this has been a long one, obviously, uh, but it has been our first one back, so we really hope you guys enjoyed it Oh, tell about the poll. Um, Oh, yeah, and we're going to get a poll up uh i'm actually we're, i'm gonna put it up tonight when we're recording this but it, it should be up I, I soon i thought it would be really funny because i know people know how mad i get about football and i thought it'd be good promotional material i'm just gonna be honest if we put up a poll seeing which steelers rival jersey you people think i should wear because you know how much i hate the Bengals, browns and ravens i hate all of them so whichever one you think i hate the most vote for that and whichever one wins i'm gonna buy that jersey and I'll post a picture of myself in that jersey in this basement recording the next episode of the podcast. All right, let's do it. All right, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be on the Instagram. Uh, as soon as we get it up, we're going to try and post it within the next couple of days. Um, and we're going to get this podcast out as quick as possible. Uh, just, you know, keep checking out our Instagram, our Twitter. Um, you well, know, look, our, our Twitter's been so dead. For, yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly... I, I we we're gonna try and get the uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna kick things back up as the league year gets going. Exactly. When, once we get more into the NFL, we're gonna get everything started, uh, ramping up a lot more. I'm gonna try and do a lot more on the Instagram. Um, like once the NFL season comes up, I probably won't be posting our picks as a post every time. I'll probably be doing it as a story, just so you all know. Um, and then saving the post for some more actual, like, hardcore Steelers news and things like that. Um, but, yeah, just reach out to us, uh, you know, if you know us personally or if you're just, you know, following us on the Instagram. Reach out to us. Let us know what you guys want us to do differently. We had a whole year of running this podcast. You guys, uh, hopefully a lot of you guys were following us that last year. Let us know what you thought worked really well last year and what you guys want us to carry over, uh, do differently, do better, uh, or just things you want us to add for this upcoming year, and we'll do our best to add it. But we're going to end this podcast the way the Steelers fans end every day. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go.